For some reason, the newest installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe did not resonate with me. There are certainly aspects of the story that are worth pondering from a theological perspective. But something fell flat with the film, and there seems to be a reason for that beyond just mere movie mishaps. There has been theological musing connected to storytelling and religion before. Written a century ago, J.R.R. Tolkien's On Fairy Stories is a popular modern example, and in reflecting on some of the key points from the essay, a clearer perspective of what went wrong with Shang-Chi may become evident. To begin, there are many motivating factors for why we may desire to go to the movies. A way to spend time with friends, the thrill of seeing the next installment in a series, or simply a way to kill time. But despite all these varied reasons, storytelling is something much older than the cinema. Before the camera came around, there were plays, and novels, and general narration by a person in a group setting. When it comes to all of these, the most successful ones were the ones that resonated with the audience because they were true. J.R.R. Tolkien writes, It is at any rate essential to a genuine fairy story, as distinct from the employment of this form for lesser or debased purposes, that it should be presented as true. Many movies do simply resort to lesser purposes, and this can be greatly entertaining. But when a story has truth in it, the audience connects to it all the more. These are the movies that we remember. These are the films we want to see again. These are the films we think deeply about. These are the films that we can truly see ourselves in. Now, all of this is not to say that Shang-Chi did not have truth. There were many riveting moments in the film, and the discussions of family life are certainly worth a future article. But at the core of many films, especially superhero ones, is the villain. This film got the hero part right, with Shang-Chi wrestling with inner demons and becoming a more virtuous person towards the end, again, a future article. But the villain part seems to be where things fell flat, and just maybe it is because the villain wasn't a true villain. Okay, so a giant nefarious dragon-like creature from the depths called the Dweller in Darkness wasn't realistic? That is not quite the point. Many other films succeed with monsters, but the most successful films bring on a villain with an intellect. Take Thanos, in Avengers. Or the Joker in Batman. Or Darth Vader in Star Wars. These are all persons. Not monsters. They may be monster-like, but they have rationality behind their decisions and this makes them all the more gripping and true. Why is it that villains with an intellect correspond to reality? Turning again to J.R.R. Tolkien, he writes that. The Gospels contain a fairy story, or a story of a larger kind which embraces all the essence of fairy stories, but this story has entered history, and the primary world, the desire and aspiration of sub-creation has been raised to the fulfillment of creation. To put it simply, the Gospels themselves are a fairy story, the truest version of them all. The Gospels are reality, but where is the villain? Turning to Scripture this time, the answer is clear. Ephesians 6 12 For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power, against the rulers of the world of this darkness, against the spirits of wickedness in the high places. Mankind is in a constant struggle against real persons seeking our destruction. These persons are true villains, the truest enemies of them all. Consider that the instinctual response of many when it comes to things going wrong in their life is to blame a person. Civil courts do not put animals on trial. Even if our enemies are invisible, they are real, and they have a brain. They think through their modes of attack, and do not simply try to blast through dimensions and wreak havoc mindlessly. Even if that makes for some great special effects and epic moves by Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, and other films that want to correspond to reality need to include persons as the antagonist. This is how they will approach closer to the true story, the greatest fairy tale, the gospel. And the hero also has to win in the end, that is, after all, part of the story. That being said, 
errors can arise in this mode of thinking. St. Thomas Aquinas asks in his Summa Theologiae. Article 3. Whether all sins are due to the temptation of the devil? Don't sometimes things just go wrong? The blame cannot always be put on the devil, right? Spoiler alert, sort of yes and sort of no. On a very basic level, something can be the cause of other things in many ways. Most of the time when we think of causes we think of the most obvious direct reason for why something occurred. If asked why a piece of wood is on fire, answering because a match lit it would not be wrong. But in a similar fashion, if someone took the time to dry the piece of wood to better set it up to catch on fire, that person did contribute to the piece of wood catching on fire and might be described as a cuz. In a similar fashion, the devil did cause the first sin, and led to all future sins. Adam's sin led to concupiscence, which disposes us all to do wrong. But does Satan set each piece of wood on fire with a match, as the direct cause? The answer is no. Satan is really a villain out there. But not everything bad is directly because of him. There might be some objections that Shang-Chi had a human villain. Wen Wu is sort of an antagonist. But this only makes the point stronger. Yes, there will be conversions throughout human history. Humans are not made immediately in heaven, but rather must progress through life and can make choices to amend their ways at any point. But that is not the case with the spiritual enemies mankind must battle. Satan and his evil spirits chose evil permanently, and will never change their mind. So what would have helped make Shang-Chi a more true fairy story? A villain behind it all with a mind, for starters. Yes, some of the bumps in the film could have been mere bad luck, or choices that the protagonists incorrectly made. This is how many other films approach the true. But there is something all the more frightening and true about an enemy with a mind. And not only an enemy with a mind, but an enemy with a mind who will never change to do good. For we battle against the spirits of wickedness in the high places. But good does triumph in the end. As our Lord says in John 12 31, now is the time when the prince of this world is to be cast out.